Hello, everyone, and welcome to GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are, of course, the, the GovGeeks. Gov Every week we get together to talk a little bit about career advancement in the federal government, as well as some career entry tips as well. Karen, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about career hopping or job hopping, job I guess, hopping. more likely. Wait a minute. Is that one of those bad things? Aren't you not supposed to job hop? I mean, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and roll the intros. Okay, so we're talking about job hopping this week. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a fantastic thing. It's just a matter of that overall question. But um, first off, Karen, what is job hopping? Well, it's literally, well, I don't know about literally. Literally. Right like word. a Super Mario Brothers jump? Hop. Right, exactly. You're, you're actually <laughs> leaping through. I don't know. Um, no, I think it is essentially going from one job to another in a short period of time. And um, sometimes people do that very often. Sometimes people stay in jobs for a really long time. Yeah. So it's been kind of the norm recently to be in one position for a couple of years and then transition to another position. And then bam, you hop into the next one. Well, it's funny also because you said a certain length of time and it used to be where you would be a part of one government agency or one job for like your career and you were just there. Oh yeah, so, 30 plus years just in the same job. Just in the same job, exactly. And we used to have different retirement systems in government that would really support that. So now of course we have FERS and back in the day we had a, a different one, a civil servant retirement uh, system, I think it was called CSRS. Um, but that rewarded you for staying in the same position. And now you can change jobs, still stay within government and bam, you're able to really have a nice retirement package. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with all of that stuff said, I, I guess basically we're in agreement that job hopping is in the eye of the beholder. There's a certain time period that could be good or not so good for your growth or your advancement. But uh, let's go and talk about these a, a little bit further. Right. Because if you have, if you do it strategically, you can be successful at it. Oh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Because sometimes you can, you can honestly be in a job too long. And you might pass up a lot of opportunities for growth because you're in that one position. You get comfortable. Yeah. Or you're not developing yourself. You've gotten the same set of skills. Uh, and so you're not as marketable. So then it becomes more challenging to leave after you've been in that position for a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to show up and say, oh, right, today's my first day and I'm going to the next one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or do you? <laughs> right. So now we'll we'll go into the three strategies, which the first one is, did you advance? So I think it's really just asking you three questions to see if it is a, um, a good thing or a bad thing. So the bigger question at the very beginning is, is it an advancement? So you could be like in one graded position. And as we know, in the federal government, there's the GS table for the most part, uh, one through 15. And then there's the SES and some other stuff. So if you are getting a different job and you're advancing in your career, perhaps in a way that you couldn't in the other job, well, then that makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, so if you're asking yourself like, okay, um, I really like my job. I really like the people that I work with. I 
feel like I'm making a difference here, but this other opportunity, it's tough for me to turn down because uh, I get advancement opportunity, I get a growth, I get more salaries and benefits that come along with this. Uh, and really, are there other benefits? Uh, I mean, you could have a great negotiation with the agency that is looking to hire you, and maybe they're going to do tuition reimbursement. Maybe it's going to be closer to your house. A lot of these benefits are there. So, Karen, I'm curious, from your perspective, if a person has all of those great things, but maybe they've only been in the job for six months, is it something that they should leave for? Well, you could actually be... I don't know what the word is. It depends on what you're talking about, right? You're talking about moving agencies. There could be moving around within your agency and there could actually be limitations already built into your position, meaning mm -hmm. probationary period. Right. So you could be penalized in a sense for not completing those two years mm -hmm. or whatever time frame for your probationary period. So I think you want to be a little bit careful about having it so quickly so I would just urge caution if it's only been six months that you've been in this job and now you're already planning to move to another job. Understanding, yes, it could be an advancement, but is now the right time to be doing that? Right. Is now the right time. And that's something for you to really consider. And also, like Karen was mentioning, if you consider, well, what are the rules requirements, the time period that you're supposed to be there, if you signed any agreements or anything like that, and those are binding, uh, making sure that you stay there and you want to make sure that you're uh, honoring whatever those are, just to be better safe and sorry for whatever rules, regulations, et cetera, uh, to make sure that those are all met before you decide to make the move. Right. Not only that, you also want to think through as far as it's a small, I guess, sector in a sense, mm -hmm. the, the government, community, absolutely. Yeah, the, the community. And especially your career field in government, it's, it's even smaller. Yeah. So you really just want to, again, just be careful because you don't want to burn any bridges there because they've already selected you for this position. You're six months into it, which is typically the amount of time for you to get all the training you need. Kind get of your get, laptop finally. <laughs> right. Get get accesses, you know, and your 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 supervisor is there already, you know, like, all right, we have somebody in this position. And then to just kind of like, well, I'm going to be leaving because a better opportunity came up. Right. It's good to have those conversations, of course, but I just think you want to make sure that you're being extra cautious without you handle a situation like that and not try to jump ship so quickly so quickly yeah and, and you know i really appreciate you saying that because as long as you're having that good connection and conversations with your supervisor in the organization so say for instance uh you have a job you just accepted it you're six months into it and another position that you interviewed for a long time ago comes up and they say hey we're finally able to move forward we'd like to offer you this position at this grade with these great benefits etc and it's more than what you've gotten previously. I mean, that might be a great opportunity to have a conversation with your current supervisor to say, look, I was in the job market. Uh, I, I went for this position, was really excited about the mission. I still love it. I'm still committed to it. But honestly, this is where I am. Maybe at that point, they can do something to kind of match that. Uh, perhaps if it's either uh, helping with some retention uh, opportunities, um, if you offer in your uh, offer letter that you have received from the other organization that gives all of that stuff in writing as to what you're going to get there, 
maybe they can work with their uh, supervisors, et cetera. Because really at that point, I mean, how long has it taken the hiring manager to get to that point? Because there's so much stuff that goes on in the background to get the position approved, to get the funding for it, to go mm -hmm. through the hiring process, evaluate all of the candidates. And here you are, they've invested a lot of time <laughs> into you being there. So it is worth their while to see if they can keep you there. <laughs> so, okay, that, that's a great strategy, Karen. Uh, what, what's another one then? So the other thing you want to ask yourself is, is this a pattern? Have I been tending to jump from job to job on a regular basis? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you're going to look at your resume and you see this huge pattern where every position, position that you're in, you're only there for the three months, the six months, and then bam, you're ready to hop to the next one. Now, it could be each of those times there was a growth opportunity. Sure. But once you again start to see that pattern emerge, that kind of begins to look as a bit of a detriment. Right. Not only you seeing the pattern, but hiring other managers. hiring managers <laughs> seeing that pattern. If they see, all right, they're only staying three months in one place. And to be honest, in the federal government, what are you really learning and gaining three months in one position That's and then moving point. on to another? Or how much of an impact could you have possibly have made in those three months? Right. Yeah. And yeah, there could be maybe some short stint projects that you're working on that are just, you know, that length that that happens to be. But again, if it's a pattern where it's three months here, then three months there and you're, you know, you have several positions like this, then that could be concerning for a hiring manager because then I'm going to think, well, shoot, you know, they're probably only going to be here in my position for three months. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to invest all that time and effort to get somebody in the position who's going to just up and leave in another three months? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and that could ultimately um, not be as large of a benefit for you while it might seem great in the short term. Um, but with that said, if you're really looking at what you truly care about and what you truly value, if you're in an organization in a position that really isn't a good fit for you and you don't feel really good, perhaps it's detrimental to your health. <laughs> I mean, these are things to consider when you're really deciding to, to make the move. And if those things are compelling you to, to leave that position, then yeah. But again, how often is that really happening <laughs> for you to get to that point? There is something to be said about um, basically the, the market uh, economy. So for instance, if one agency is willing to pay you a seven, a GS7 salary, and another one's willing to pay you a GS9, and then the other one's willing to pay a GS11, you know, there's these different rates. So you should be marketable at that highest one. So perhaps maybe you're applying for grades or positions that are too low for you because you're qualified for that higher level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something to consider as well. Um, but yeah, I love the idea that you have to be in the position long enough to even really be able to make an impact. Right. Which goes on to the third question to ask yourself, which is, can you show a series of successes? Right. Yeah. So even if you're in positions for a short time in each one, really, what is the biggest impact that you've had in each of them? Uh, and who knows, maybe you're like uh, like a brilliant statistician, for instance, and every place that you go to, you're able to really uh, create a, a great project, a plan or an activity that has the opportunity to leave that impact there in that organization. And then you take those skill sets and those abilities and you're able to benefit another agency or organization. <laughs> Right. And if you can show that, then that's great. Yeah. And you can improve multiple agencies within a short period of time, which that's that's great. Um, but again, just making sure that you are 
being strategic about it and being a little bit careful with how you um, move from position to position. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and perhaps uh, along the way, you're really adhering to good relationship building. So you're establishing good connections, you're working well with people, both your supervisors as well as your colleagues, different branches, divisions, sections, units, et cetera. Uh, and your network is just continuing to grow rather than you have a series of burned bridges behind you. You know, you show up in one place uh, and you you know, get everyone else upset at you. No one else likes to work yeah, with you. Yeah, you haven't really accomplished anything the whole time you were there. You were just looking for that next bump up and right. then there you go again you're then going to just be seen as this you know serial you know job hopper yeah yeah because when they do their background checks or the reference checks and everyone that they're trying to speak with about you they're saying like who what oh i think i vaguely remember that person here they a little weren't while here ago. long enough for me to <laughs> find out too much exactly or worse yet yeah you know they were only here for a little bit but man let me tell you some bad things about them yeah. It's possible these sorts of things can happen. And just like you said, it's a relatively small group, uh, especially in federal government and then in your career field. And as you go up higher and higher in your career, it's kind of like an inverted pyramid or a pyramid rather, um, where there are smaller and smaller groups of like 11s, 12s, 13s, because there's just smaller amounts of those jobs mm -hmm. in that area. And a lot of the people that are working here have been in those jobs and those agencies for a long time. And some have really long memories. Yes. <laughs> so maybe at the end of all of it, uh, if they have fantastic memories, you know, from one to the next, uh, maybe a supervisor or someone else could say, yeah, you know, fantastic person. I had a chance to work with Karen. She was able to have all of these accomplishments and successes, a really hard worker. Just unfortunately, I, I didn't have the approval to get uh, an extra grade to to offer her for her work that she was doing, uh, and you know she just saw this better opportunity and she had to she had to go for it. Right, and sometimes you do have to move out to move up, which is I, I say that quite often because as much as you know you could be doing great work and you could be doing work that's ready for the next level but maybe there's just not a position within your specific organization or team to be able to provide that for you, yeah. or they don't have the funding for that uh, increase. So it's important to then think through, well, I do want to advance, but if it's not going to be in this organization, then maybe I need to look outside of it. And that's where you're being more strategic rather than just Kind of going to oh this looks nice over here i'll go here and it's just i'll yeah. take any job as long as it's going to pay me more and give me more yeah i mean it's a full set of uh equations that you would have to work out to see if it is the right thing for you absolutely right if you're chasing you know the the money in in this type of work then i think you're going to be i don't know not not necessarily disappointed but i don't think it'll be a good experience if that's really what you're focused on I, I really value that, that you said that because there are a lot of growth opportunities in government, but in a lot of positions and a lot of industries within government, there's only so high that you can get and there's only so much money that you can make. So what if you're used to all of this job hopping, you get into one position and there's nowhere else to hop to because you've essentially hit a dead end uh, and you've done that either earlier on in your career or you, you want to have other types of fulfillment. But perhaps also 
What if you're doing the work that you really don't like to do anyways, and then you're stuck there because that's where all of your experience and everything is. And there's no real motivation for you to leave if all you wanted was money in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, look at again, what, what brings you fulfillment and, uh, Part of the equation is dollars, dollars and benefits, but that's that's not all of it. Right. It's that Venn diagram again, right? What you can get paid for, what you enjoy doing, what the world needs and what you're good at. So Absolutely. you want to try to at least meet some of those to come up with the balance. But I think it's also a delicate balance with changing jobs or even, you know, job series, which is a lot more difficult, but because a lot of times you need diversity in your portfolio mm -hmm. to be able to continue to move up. And if you stay in one job um, for the duration of, let's say, 20 years, which you could have varying experiences, but you do want to make sure you can show that. And sometimes that is moving to different jobs or TDYs, which mm -hmm. that's that's something to think about, too, is can I accomplish what I'm trying to do through a detail or through a temporary assignment? Again, TDY, temporary duty, right? Right. Which usually you have to be in that position for a certain period of time before you can go off and do TDYs. Right. But it's just something to, to think through with your strategy is, can I accomplish what I'm trying to do through more of a temporary assignment rather than, you know, completely going to another position? Th those are very fair questions to ask. Uh, and, and another thing is, some of the cultures in government uh, allow for more growth opportunities. Others are a little bit more um, stingy, for lack of a better word, <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, if you look at some agencies that are trying to expand or they're establishing themselves in new areas, they need really good expertise and really quickly. And one of the things that they are able to do, at least earlier on, is to offer, offer higher graded positions earlier. Uh, and then from there, phase them out a little bit more. Um, so if you're like forever stuck at a 13 and you're like the senior person in your organization, you're the subject matter expert, but there's just no funding, there's no opportunity for growth, you know, whatever the reason is, the culture just doesn't allow that type of a job series to have so many grades above that one. But another agency is offering that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of tough to want to pass something like that up. Um, so, you know, just really consider where you are, and where you want to go. Um, another wonderful thing to consider is outside activities. Uh, and we've mentioned this before in the way of like, you know, volunteer activities and everything, but you can get approvals to do other types of work outside of your nine to five work. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, we need supplemental income for our family for X, Y, Z reason or you want to have a, a passion that you want to follow or something, you can get approval for an outside activity uh, request and then start up a business. Uh, I mean, there's people that are great real estate uh, owners, real estate managers, for instance, uh, working in FedGov. And that's just part of the way that they're trying to diversify their funding and their opportunities for income streams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of ways you can accomplish that. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so really, it's it's the bigger picture. It's not always about uh, I need to leave this job for these specific reasons, and bam, I'm out. <laughs> right within six months, nine months, etc. Yeah, you're able to make a difference. Um, a really good mentor of mine always said that uh, it's it's good to have three years in a particular position. Uh, the first year you are learning the job, you're learning the ropes, you're understanding everything. The second one, you are teaching and mentoring others to help them along the way as well. And then the third one, you're really trying to create a good environment for others to be able to, to grow. So you've mentored, you've established your own expertise, and now you're making it good and safe for everyone else to continue to follow in your footsteps. So the three years typically is a, is a good number. Yeah, I think three years is is a really good time period. Oh, definitely. And also, I think um, earlier on in your career, um, sticking to the, the three years or even less, potentially, you see that more often as people are able to advance more rapidly in, in their positions. And it could also be that you're in a position that is a laddered position. For mm -hmm. instance, it's something that would go one year a nine, the next year 11, the next year a 12. Uh, so on paper, it looks like you were there for a really long time, but you were just moving up in grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of like why you stayed there for that length of time. Or you went from one job who was a nine, another job that was an 11, and then the next job that was a 13. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's what you gain from the experience. So as you continue to grow within your individual career, you want to make sure that you're still feeling challenged, you're right. learning, because I think growth is learning. So regardless of what position you're in, you know, it could be you could be growing without actually moving right so if you find yourself in a spot where you're just not achieving that then you do want to find ways that you can whether that's like you were mentioning finding outside activities finding other projects to work on again still in your position but trying to expand your development opportunities mm -hmm. within your position i think that's always a good place to start and then if you find that you're just not getting what you're looking for from within that position, then it's time to start looking elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, really be truthful with yourself. Uh, ask yourself, am I being treated well? Am I enjoying what I'm doing? Do I feel like I have lots of room for growth and advancement? And if you're not, then yeah, do something about it. You have the opportunity because you are responsible for your own career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's the main thing that, that you have in your hands rather than, you know, oh, if my boss treats me better or maybe if this happens or that happens. No, it's like really it's your responsibility because it's your life. It's your career. Right. Oh. Accountability within yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all owe it to ourselves for that. Mm -hmm. So, Karen, we talked about three strategies uh, so far. Um, first off, or three strategies as questions. Okay. Asking yourself, did you advance? Um is it a promotion or is it a pattern? Excuse me. Is it a pattern? And then what was the third one? Can you show successes? Right. Can you show successes in each one? Mm -hmm. So depending on how you decide to answer those questions for yourself, that's going to allow you to understand whether or not job popping is good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have more questions on any of this stuff, please feel free to, re to reach out to us. Uh, you can go to thegovgeeks.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. 
And on top of all of that, we also have a great weekly show that we do on LinkedIn for interviews. Uh, we did a great nine-parter on resumes, which was fantastic. And we thought we'd do it again for another subject area. Uh, we have uh, resumes, excuse me. Um, interviews. Interviews, thank you. <laughs> Coming up every Wednesday on LinkedIn. But now it's time for questions from the Gov Geekdom, our questions and answers. Right. So the first one we have here is, how do I deal with a difficult coworker? Oh, man. I can tell you lots of ways. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and one of the great things, you know, as Karen demonstrates year over year, day after day is patience, just a lot of patience, a lot of empathy. That's one of the great ways that I think that uh, you can work with a difficult coworker. Um, and honestly, it could be a coworker, it could be a friend, it can be others in your life, in your professional network, because there are some people that just offer us some challenges, quite honestly. But, yeah. uh, as one of my former mentors and supervisors used to say, another flipping growth opportunity. So that's what they are. They are something to learn from and to grow from. And what you want to focus on is what you can control, right? You can't control other people. And if it's impacting your work, then you definitely want to make sure you address it. Oh, yeah, definitely your work, your well being all of that. Uh, and there's this great coaching principle that everyone is our teacher and everyone is our student because we can learn something from everyone and we have the opportunity to teach something to everyone as well if they are willing to hear the lesson. So if you're asking yourself, what am I willing to learn from this difficult person? What can I learn about myself? What can I do? I mean, that's how you can use this as a real opportunity. Yeah, reflection. So mm. reflecting on the situation to figure out how did we get here? And what can I do about it now? And sometimes you can't change the situation, but you can change how you react to it, what you do, and how much you're involved in the situation. You know, I think we have more great content on this one. We should do a, a separate show just on this topic. All right. Producer, take a note. Add this <laughs> one to our list. It's coming up. It's fantastic. We love our producer's help. <laughs> uh, so the second question, what's the, the second question then? Is being an SES worth it? Which, uh, what is an SES? Very good question. The Senior Executive Service. Uh, this is where they have that really awesome flag in their uh, office. Uh, it's part from the, the US flag, but it's the special SES flag. Uh, the SES core is essentially the highest uh, level that you can reach in government. Uh, there are some political appointees that are SESs, and then there's some career SES. And the bigger responsibility is to ensure the continued operations of government throughout administrations from one to the next. So there's a good established governance and operating functionality of that agency. Very important. But sometimes but is it worth it? it's not necessarily worth it. Yeah. Um, you're going to get paid more for the most part. Uh, there are some government jobs that are the GS-15 that basically get paid pretty much just as much as an SES and you don't have that level of responsibility. Um, yeah, you can get moved around to different positions because you just become a part of the SES core and that allows them to move you around from your positions. But you also have the opportunity to really exert some fantastic influence on government operations, really set vision, tone, growth opportunities. Yeah, it could be very impactful. What do you think? Is it worth it? I think it depends on the individual. So you want to make sure that you really are thinking through this uh, decision, if that's the way you want to go, to think through, would this be worth it for me? Because it is a lot of work. 
not that any job isn't, but it's just an extreme, a lot of work responsibility, and you want to make sure that you are ready for it and sit down with somebody who is an SES to gain some of that insight right. and, you know, valuable insight on their experience as an SES, because it could open up your eyes to certain things. Very much could. And I think it relates to some things that you were saying earlier about job hopping. I, I mean, if you know that the job is right for you and you really want that work, if that's what you're going to get in that SES position, it absolutely it makes sense. Uh, the hours could be long, the challenges could be there, but if you love that work and you love the role that you're in, then yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense if that's the case. Also, their, their bonuses are pretty good. And I, I believe it's actually written into statute that um, you cannot remove uh, SES bonuses as part of the, uh, the budgeting process. So you can always at least have that, which is really good. Um, that's a positive for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's almost like buying a house. You don't just jump into purchasing a house. Well, typically, I don't know, maybe, maybe you do, but you really evaluate, you take a look at it, you get it inspected to make sure that, you know, it's a lot of money you're spending on a home. Yeah. You, you want to make sure that it is, you know, a good investment. Same with this career. If you want to go into the SES core, there's a lot that goes with it. And you want to make sure that you are ready for that investment in mm -hmm. your career. And honestly, your family uh, as well. Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, are in the SES and they have issues or challenges with their family and work-life balance and everything because the job is so demanding. But if you find yourself in that right stage of life where it is the best fit for you, um, for your family, for your children, for others in your life that are important to you, and you really want to focus on really making a difference and an impact, uh, then again, yeah, I mean, it could be great, <laughs> but it all just depends. All right. And I think you have a video all about SES. Yes, we do. So Yes, yes, absolutely. We had a, a fantastic interview uh, with a former SESer uh, and now a fellow colleague and coach uh, as well. So yeah, please do check that out. So there we go. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Karen, what are your closing thoughts on this subject about job hopping? Be careful and be strategic about it. Make sure you are making a positive impact and you are growing and developing and building relationships along the way. If you're doing that, then you're doing it right. Fantastic, wonderfully said. Thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you next week and thank you for your service. Thank you.